you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Previously on DDFP. As I've always said, I believe in Jameis Winston more than I do Mariota. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Jameis is first pass, intercepted, sensible to the house. My team, Manchester United, playing this weekend against Liverpool. Can United. someone shut his mic up? I'm going to take the Seahawks. He will hand it off to Lynch, who's hit in the backfield and pushed back. Scott Short, St. Louis wins. August was a lie, and you two are, may as well hold hands. What do you want from us? Pretend like I'm not even here if you have a question. We do that all the time, Dave. <laughs> when we see you in the calf, when we see you in the green room, we just pretend you're not even there. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal, Dave the Dummy Damashek. Welcome to the DDFP, available on iTunes, Stitcher, NFL.com slash podcasts, all the rest. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed week one. You know, it seems like in that little previously on DDFP, they failed to, to acknowledge all of my many good deeds. You know, I, I did go 12 and 4 with my predictions in week one. Apparently, though, those were forgotten because I picked the Seahawks to win in St. Louis. Anywho, good show. Nay, great show coming up for you in a little bit. Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew are going to be joining us to kibitz about week one and a bunch of other stuff here. Also, the uh, the season six debut of the Sheck Report. Six years now, handsome Hank. Oh, let me say hello to him. He's feeling quite rosy today. All the way from London, England, he was thrilled to watch his Miami Dolphins survive against a game DC club. He's, he's handsome, handsome Hank. Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Sorry. I'm a little flustered from the uh, from the attack that I, I saw. Don't know what, yeah, what was that about? I don't I don't know what happened there. Right. Some, hey, no respect well. whatsoever. But nonetheless, your team survived. Like I say, yep. our pal here, DDFP All Star Jarvis Landry, took it to the house when the team needed it most. 
just what the doctor ordered. That's not a bad. That's not a bad win. Don't feel bad. Winning no, a game in pro football counts. That's when, all that matters. When we get to January and the Dolphins are playing on divisional playoff weekend, no one's going to be thinking back to well. Remember that close game in week one. It's just going to be it was a victory. They all count. Yes. So let's jump into it now. With uh, like I say, you can be listening to the show using any of the avenues I just explained to you. Also, we're available on YouTube. And to prove that, we now have YouTube comments coming our way. Mm -hmm. Black tie behind the glass. Why don't you share some of those comments with us? Kirby Master 14 drops a line. More mustard talk. We can message. do that. I love talking. You know, well, of course, I have my doctorate yeah. from the National Mustard Institute based in Wisconsin. I do have a PhD in mustard. I'm happy to talk about that. I'm happy to talk about condiments ad nauseum. Also, now that we're in September, you can see off in the distance. You can see the Shecky right. Awards now glistening off in the distance there. Fruit of the year coming up. That's really heating up. I had some yep. delicious pineapple last night. I also have oh. had some great watermelon lately. Watermelon's some, been good. The white peaches this year have been sensational. Marvelous. Red grapes. It's heating up at just the right time. Next comment comes from Moe Joe. I Moey Joe. Mojo, I got you. Four. Did I? Yes. I cut off black tie? How did that happen? Yeah, you did. Uh, no, that's all right, black tie. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing on. Now yeah. let's talk about the 49ers on Monday. No. What did I do, black tie? I don't know what happened there. You caught me up on the last show, so I had to get you back on the start of this show. All your wrong predictions. Well, listen, I couldn't hear you. If you don't fix the ear, you're the producer of the show. I had a great question for Nate and uh, Willie on last show, and you just cut me off name dropper all right can we move on to the next yeah, one, one sorry about that yep. black tie you're listen you're the producer if my earpiece doesn't work whose shoulders does that fall on jesse asks he doesn't care about sports he just mentions he listens to hear movie talk and candy ranking and black tie doesn't see any movies yeah don't you guys know me i don't need any 80s any 80s movies from the 80s but we do have candy. i want to talk about speaking of movies though we have one candy. thing i know handsome hank i'm not going to indulge it right now because handsome has shared his opinions already on this as have i but matt damon has put our conversation from this summer back in the news damon aka jason Bourne, claims he could beat Batman in a fight. Jason Bourne could be right. a Batman in a fight, not Damon V. Mm -hmm. Affleck, you understand. We hashed through this this summer and divined that Jason Bourne would, in fact, win that fight. All human all beings, he, all movie human beings, not yeah. super-powered ones, not Superman, but the rest. I will ask Ike and MJD that in a little bit there. So, uh, candy rankings, though... Yeah, because I mean we don't. I don't do '80s movies, so I, I myself and Emma, who's a segment producer in the show, we put up the MVP. MVP, we call MVP. There she is. So we put up our candy rankings, top three. You guys decide what's best. All right, lay them on us. Yeah, there you go. So Emma has Swedish fish, gummy beers, and Sour Patch Kids. Swedish fish. Swedish. Yeah, They're very good. I like Swedish I fish quite a bit. <laughs> you know what's interesting with Swedish fish? A lot of people are purists and only like the red ones. They don't. They don't acknowledge the the rainbow available right. to them. How say you on that issue? I, I, Swedish fish are interesting. And Swedish fish are new to me since I moved uh, to the U.S. I would say they probably they wouldn't make my top 100 candies. No, really? They're That's a like little harsh. They're delicious. Fish things. They, I mean, not, uh, gummy bears are better than Swedish fish. Like the the I think what would be interesting, not just the best candies, but the best animal candy shapes to eat. Hmm. I think bears probably um, are right up there. Well, um, you can get you can get gummy gators when yeah, you're in well, New snakes, Orleans. You can get the snakes, you know, the gummy snakes. Yeah, those if are. If you guys cared, I had Maltesers. This is my number one. 
the British. Uh, well, you're 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 going the right direction. None of like no American candy would yeah. make a top fifty candies. I go right to me Jolly Ranchers are. I'm a big fan of those. Mm-hmm. I like all dark chocolate. I don't go milk chocolate at all. I like yeah. I, I like now that we've gotten a, reached a place in society where they tell you the percentage of cacao. I don't even know what it cacao. means. Cacao. But damn it, yet jacks up the cacao as high as it goes. <laughs> you can't buy it. Some right. some some stores don't even sell. There's something like you you and dark <laughs> chocolate. It's the mystery. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it's part of your mysterious character. Uh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a dark chocolate purist, and as mm-hmm. I've said before, I'll say it again now. Whoever came up with it in the last decade, I don't know how mankind made it so far, but I'm glad that we live in a time that saw sea salt added into the dark chocolate. I hail you, good sir. It feels like it was done as a joke originally. Like I just put some salt in Dave's candy. Yeah, and then of course. Dave likes it. Yeah, so I'm not. You don't see me one. laughing now. Right. No, I'm deadly serious about how much I love it. Speaking of which, let's get to more very important stuff. Like I say, the Niners topped the Vikings, as Damashek told you they would. I also told you that the Atlanta Falcons were going to beat the Eagles, and so they did. So let's dig into it here. Monday night's games, of course, rounding out our week one there. Handsome, I guess let's start in Atlanta. What was your takeaway there? Chip Kelly's team seemed to get off to a little bit of a slow start. Yeah, they got off to a slow start, and I think what you'll see from... They then finished very fast. Everything they did was very fast, and it was, a, it was a slow start on the scoreboard, but a very fast start in every other way. They were, you know, they were at the line of scrimmage every, like, 12 seconds. They were, they were um, snapping the ball. And the Falcons' defense at the end, and the reason that the that the Eagles were nearly able to come back, the Falcons' defense was was kind of lying down on the field, um, almost uh, sleeping through exhaustion uh, by the end of the game. And that's going to be an issue. As though, if I was an NFC East team, I'd be doing everything to get my players conditioned to play against this team. Yeah, you know, we talked about it last week and said I feel like the Eagles kind of need to get off on a on a good start because year three for Chip Kelly, there are all sorts of questions, and as much as the outside comments can bleed into a locker room, I wonder if that locker room could be lost by Chip Kelly if things uh, you know don't get out of the gate. But I think they ultimately should feel pretty good about things. Do you think though? I thought it was an interesting moment of strategy that Chip Kelly decided to kick the 40 or attempt the 44-yard yeah. field goal rather than go for it in that yeah, spot. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it felt like the Falcons' defense was really flagging at that point. I think you'd have gone for it and he'd probably have got it, but I understand why... I didn't get that. because It seems to me that with the time left, if, when you kick it there, right. you're going to give it back and you'll only be up by uh, less than a field goal, right. so that the Falcons, the way they could move the ball. Yeah. I do think that Eagles defense overall is going to be pretty good. Yeah. When we I, said, I think we said that, you know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, where was that? Where was that in the exactly. previously? I told you that the Eagles' defense was going to be good. Mm-hmm. But I think both teams look good. The Falcons, I think, are going to win that division. I'm on record with that. I am, pick. too, I believe, Dave. Did we see that from Black Tie? No. no, indeed. No, indeed. And I hesitate to bring this up right now because it may, uh, I mean, it was such an eyesore. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I stick my neck out years ago. I decided to take all the ills in uniforms, not just in pro football, but for all the sports. Yep. I did that for you. I did that for all the commissioners. I did that for the eyeballs of all the fans in the world. And the San Francisco 49ers go out there to start the season and rub Damashek's face in it. Nay, the world's face in it. The Niners and the Vikings, they do get a victory. 
I suppose as somebody who hails from the banks of the three rivers in western Pennsylvania, I'm happy for Jim Tom Sula. I know you are too. Everybody talking about what a nice guy he is, and uh, that's something you you knew years ago. I did, yes. Yeah, well, he and I started, um, well, you know, I'm not a coach, but we started our careers together with the London Monarchs back in 1997, I think it was. So good for him. Good for the Niners, who a lot of people did not uh, sing very yeah. many positive songs about throughout the offseason. I was, I was pleased for them, legitimately. And Carlos Hyde, we, we talked about that, that he was going to have a big year this year. Yep. He got out of the he game. He really did, great. and he looked like Frank Gore running. I mean, they actually facially look a little similar, and, they, hmm. and he, he came out running like, a, like a, you know, that Frank Gore kind of direct style. But the, the other thing, you know, the whole offseason, the narrative around the 49ers was that they lost so many pieces. And the assumption was always going to be that they weren't going to be able to replace them with any good players. It was, you know, that they had these stars and they were going to be replaced by duds. And the truth was that, you know, we saw yesterday that, you know, a bunch of the players that came in to replace the likes of Patrick Willis, etc. Yeah, they're not going to be Patrick Willis, but they're not bad players. The thing you see as we look at uh, some of the highlights from Monday night is Carlos Hyde runs hard yep. all the time. Yep. You know, whereas Levy and Bell is that guy who you, who change it, who can go from zero to fifty in the blink of an eye. He mm -hmm. seeks his hole, seeks where he wants, and then he explodes. It seems like Carlos Hyde is one of those guys, sort of like Mark Ingram, who just the second they get the ball, they're at uh, hundred miles an hour, yep. and he is uh, he's a load. So I think they have some pieces there, and Kaepernick looked pretty good to me yep. as well there. You know, because well, he looked at Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer and Chris Berman um, did their annual uh, Monday Night Football uh, announcing, it, and it was it was almost unbearable. But Trent Dilfer was singing the praises of Colin Kaepernick the whole way through, including a pass that must have missed the intended receiver by four or five yards. And Trent Dilfer said, this is a good incompletion. Yeah, and I, here's why. I caught that. And, uh, and the, the, his explanation for it essentially explained to me why Trent Dilfer's NFL career was exactly <laughs> what it turned into. Which was an it wasn't failure. a dime. It was more like a It was a not penny. one of Dilfer's dimes. I will, uh, you know, again, and you saw the uniforms. I hope that wasn't, uh, I didn't just assault your eyeball by bringing that up, you know, with you unawares. But really, what happened with those uniforms? Black on um, black, and then that gold hat, it was like the team in black just showed up and like, oh, my God, the equipment manager forgot to pack the helmets. Hey, local football collective, can we bum your gold hats for just this game? It looked ridiculous. Another idea that's been I've seen thrown out there is that it, they were actually wearing the uniforms that the quarterback wears in practice that means you can't hit him. And maybe they thought they would put off the Vikings by all wearing that, and then the Vikings mm. wouldn't make any tackles, which actually kind of is what, what happened. So, <laughs> psychology. Hey, speaking of psychology, that was really, or maybe it's sociology, I don't know which. Mm, but when all the football world, when all the predictors, prognosticators, fans, and everybody else just jumps in on a team that has achieved nothing yes. in recent vintage, jumps on, this team's definitely going to be good, as everybody did with the Minnesota Vikings. It raises a red flag for me, and that's why I ultimately, at the 11th hour, took the Vikings out of my playoff picture yep. and replaced them with the Cowboys. I feel good about that now. Again, it's not based on any football rationale. It's just everybody jumped on this Vikings team. And listen, they're only, you know, it's only one game, so there's plenty of time left, but... It was, you know, I, I guess, you know, everybody gets very excited about a conversation and the momentum builds right. from there. But Peterson, it was sort of, Teddy Bridgewater was good in his rookie season. Zimmer's a good defensive coach. Now they get Peterson. How can they miss? North Turner's there, exactly. 
I felt the same way about the Harry Potter books. You know, like once everyone, <laughs> once there was conversation about it, I was like, I want nothing to do with these things, and I've luckily stayed away from it ever since. I think the big question that for a Vikings fan, you know, they'll be wringing their hands a little bit about what Adrian Peterson. We mm -hmm. all we were told all off season is. Well, he's going to come back. He's going to be fresh. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder, a point to prove. And they didn't even give him the ball. I'm not sure what the what the game plan was. There. It was weird because now it does inject some controversy in the locker room now, and that's going to be the conversation for the week now leading up to week two. Is Peterson going to get the ball? Mm -hmm. Hey, Adrian, are you upset about your your lack of touches? And, and all that's going to have to fill the conversation until the next game kicks off. It is what we call the uh, the pool boy syndrome. Yeah, there's a guy who I went to college with. He's in my fantasy league, and one of my fantasy leagues. And he had a bad habit of he would meet a girl and he would immediately be wildly head over heels in love. And so we started to call him the pool boy because he didn't even check if there was water in the pool. He always just dove right in. <laughs> and maybe football fans did that with the Vikings. Right. Time will tell there. One other thing from the late Monday night game was uh, this little card that uh, that they showed. Um, of Jim Tom Sula's previous jobs, I was fascinated. The the Mo the London Monarchs, I don't think, is listed on That's, that. Well, the, some of the jobs that are listed uh, when we see this is uh, are, are, are some some pretty awkward ones that happened before he he started working for the Monarchs. But you can, if you're if you're listening, we can read them out. If you're watching, you can read for yourself. They go. Meta well, you know what? You have a, a more appealing sure? voice. Why don't you read them? It's yet? your show. I know, but yeah, but that's you remember when you first came onto the show it was to I'm read football players' okay. tweets, and it sounds. This nicer. is where Dave actually reveals that he can't read. Medical equipment sales rep, <laughs> newspaper delivery man, night janitor, firewood cutter, cleaned floors at a department store, food sales rep, doormat salesman. Doormat salesman. That sounds like a made-up one. Doormat salesman. Doesn't sound yeah. like a job that. Also, firewood does. cutter. Is it uh, the nineteenth century? It. Right. <laughs> firewood cutter. I kind of get. Like someone has to chop those things down. But no one goes door to door selling doormats. That just doesn't sound like an actual job. <laughs> like, why would you do that? You're there. You knock on the door. Well, what do you want? Oh, I see. You've already got one. Don't worry. The one that jumped out at me is night janitor, and that sounds like about as bad a job as you could have. But then I thought about it. If there is any job that I would rather have to do at night than during the day, I think I'd rather have to fix toilets and clean up toilets and mm -hmm. stuff like that in the nighttime because no one else is there. Right. Like, hey, we got a fresh clog for you. It's high noon. It's like, oh, I was just about to eat lunch. Right. That spoils my appetite. At least no one else is yeah. there. You and know? then 20 minutes later, you know that thing you fixed? It yeah. happened again. It's a mess. <laughs> Got to get back in there. Um, Handsome Hank, you've described. Uh, I don't know that any of those, I mean, listen, the quantity is significant for Tom Sula. The quality, though, for you, you had the worst job I've ever heard of. I have a bad one. And luckily, uh, Black Tie has some pictures. So if you're watching, you're about to see these. I had a job castrating calves um, for about calves, calves, baby cows, in baby other words. cows. Let's I want the that. Americans out there baby, to understand baby what cows, you're calves. Um, I had to castrate calves um, <laughs> for about three or four months, which involved uh, essentially grabbing a newborn cow while its mother looked on, upset with you, and tried to attack you. Um, and then, well, I think I don't have to describe exactly what happens after that. No, I think, yeah, I think you yeah. uh, you said that when you said castrate calves. calves. Um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, 
a horrid gig it and I don't really have job. anything to compare it to. It was to. a bad job. Yeah. What was your, I mean, you must have something bad. Though. Mine was just, mine, mine was just so snoozy. Right. Like, well, first I made pizza pies. I, I, not I, a bad thing. No, it was, it was quite good. You know, the Domino's pizza with the, uh, you know, make it in 30 minutes or less. That was in that era too. So I was, I knew how to make, I could have a pie in the oven yep. with everything on it. I'm not talking just a plain old cheese pie. I mean, all the fixings. I could have it from the moment I hung the phone up taking the order, I could have it in the oven in less than 60 seconds. It's incredible. It really is truly a testament to your skills. Then I toiled in Chicago for many moons doing this, that. Oh, I shucked oysters for a while. Okay, it's a lot of food, in, food involved in your, in your bad jobs. That's right. Food, eating food is one of my passions. Yeah. Um, black tie, what's your worst job? Uh, <laughs> Not the job you've done worse. You know what the answer to that is. No, well, it's was, the same answer. <laughs> I used. I actually was once a uh, um, what's it called a rugs a rugby not rugby a rugby salesman like clothing salesman like for jerseys and stuff. So I would call up people and be like, hey, do you want to buy stuff for your rugby team in America here in the states? So a lot of people don't play rugby, but yeah, well, that, that must be like three calls. It like, really I'm was. Done I worked the day. And then I worked the next like day, one week. Like, that guy's back on the. I worked, it was that and like uh, ultimate frisbee teams. So I would call them up like, hey, do you want to buy some? Uniforms and jerseys for your team. Well, handsome is exactly right. How many people <laughs> out there, uh, how many organized rugby and ultimate frisbee teams hey, I was hustling, fill the man. U.S.? You can't knock the hustle. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> all right, listen. As I say, the Monday update, this year, by the way, we are going to be doing the Sheck Report most of the time, and I think going forward it will consistently be on Monday night. Now, that's a big change for us, and we're very pleased about that because we will now be delivering it a day earlier than you're used to here in year six. That's thanks to our pal Keith Black behind the glass, not to be confused with Black Tie. We're going to have to figure out a new name for, for Keith, Keith Black. Tie. Keith Tie. That doesn't work. Underwhelming. Underwhelming. Um, but yes, so Monday night, if I were to add something to it, it would be those 49ers uniforms. They were an atrocity. But in the meantime, here we go, everybody. Let's take a look at the season six season debut of the Sheck Report. The Sheck Report with Dave Damashek reporting. Damashek here, and so is football. Thank goodness. Just remember, players and coaches and uniform designers. Don't get angry at me if I call your name. Ultimately, I didn't do this to you. You did this to you. Let it begin! At number three, let's just get right to it. The Cleveland Browns' new costumes. People keep asking me why the jerseys say Cleveland and the pants say Browns. It took me a few weeks to figure it out, but I think I have it. It's because they're the Cleveland Browns. I, I don't know. That's all I could come up with. But hey, good for them. They've decided to get remedial. Start on the ground floor and all that. Ball. Field. Now all they need is one of these. Well, no. Try another. Well, that's a little closer. But hey, you'll figure it out one of these days, Cleveland. We're all rooting for you. At number two, $4 billion worth of ridiculousness in the Gerardome. And I'm not even talking about Eli's inability to understand how clocks work. No, I'm more interested in Eli's audibles. What Peyton does for a certain Italian style of poultry prep, Eli does for Mexican food. Oh, the 59, taco, 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 taco. 
We also discovered a possible explanation as to why Darren McFadden struggles to stay healthy. It's also a good lesson for you kids out there. You need proper footwear to succeed in pro football. And Des Bryant, before breaking a bone in his foot and before breaking the bleep button... What the f*** I'm talking about? Hey, yeah, before that, he got dehydrated. The now deputized Shane Field reporter easily recalled one, figured out why. Jason Garrett is a sports drink hoarder. You gotta share, coach. And that brings me to number one in this week's brown paper bag of shame, which, to be fair, really should go to the steel or secondary, but I can't very well give something tangible like the brown paper bag of shame to something that doesn't exist. So instead, it goes to the Seattle Seahawks for running the ball on fourth and one in overtime. Who does something like that? Everyone knows you throw there. Maybe an in route. Tisk tisk. Here, you wear this, Seahawks. It's the brown paper bag of shame. Till next week. Try not to embarrass yourselves. See that left arm? Throw it better than James. All right, of course, that was a little truncated. The full version available at NFL.com, on YouTube, NFL Now, so on and so forth. Track it down, share it with your friends. Handsome, your thoughts. Check report week one. Anything, if there were the handsome report that I missed out on there. Oh, I don't know that you missed. I mean, I just think my reaction is what a great job you've done again. What are we, you said six years into the Sheck Report? Six years, yes. Terrific. Yeah. You don't look a day older than when you first did it. Thank you. How do you not bring up Jameis's first throw being a pick six? I don't know, Black Tie. Why don't you take it over? Do the Black yeah, Tie Report black and see who report. watches that. The blacklist. Hey, make sure you do watch Programming Note. We had a great time, and Ike Taylor and MJD are on their way in momentarily. But uh, we started off something last Sunday, and we're going to continue doing it every Sunday now. From 10 a.m. all the way through the late afternoon games, we are gathering and watching the games and yapping about it. And it's and it's positively, if you've listened to Ike and MJD here on the DDFP, you know how, uh, how delightful they are. It's a great time. It's Mark Iztook. It's Elliot Harrison, Colleen Wolf. Bunch of people passing through, a bunch of guys uh, who played ball and guys who didn't, uh, hopefully handsome Hank, the around the NFL boys passing through as well. It was a great time on Sunday, and it shall be all throughout the season. We're keeping our eye on all the games, giving you all the highlights, all that stuff. It was, uh, like I say, it was splendid stuff. Good. No, I, I loved it. I very much enjoyed watching it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Do you mind now? I know I'm not kicking you out. You're welcome right. to stay. But if you want to go... what What's that? Oh, MJD's down here. He wants to... So I'm going to give him a hand up. <laughs> he's just... He's under the desk. All right, then. So, uh, I didn't realize he was back Yeah, there. he needs some help getting up on the Boy, chair. It's very so, high. He's so talkative. It's very high. Like, yeah. I guess, I guess you really... In your ongoing... I don't know what prompted it. MJD likes to go after Handsome Hank because he shouldn't be allowed to talk about our game of football because he's English, which seems unfair. And then, on the other hand... Handsome goes back at at, uh, at MJD for for his height issues. Well, I feel I feel bad for him. He's just a little <laughs> guy that needs some help. <laughs> I mean, a couple of years ago, you know, he was you know on top of the mountain. Now right. he's in here with us. Right. Sorry, MJD. Speaking of which, let's get MJD a chair, a high chair, I guess, and get Ike Taylor in here. And Handsome, we'll bid you good day. When we rejoin, we'll have our two pals in here. Dave. Dee da 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 don't don't. Dave. All right, see, like magic. Out goes the Englishman. In come two more of my favorite fellows around here at NFL Media. 
I, Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew. What's the poop, fellas? How What's are we? What's the poop, Shaq? Well, we've got week one in the books now. We have 16 more to go in the regular season, then the playoffs. Let's get into it all, shall we, fellas? And by the way, let me ask you, did you have fun on Sunday doing the show, the, the game day blitz? I loved it. I, did I think you? we need healthier food, though. The, that was live. I think after that, after that pizza... We called the itis a little bit. Well, well Bucky called yeah, the itis. Yeah, everything kind of like <laughs> slow. Yeah, Bucky, yes. There's a little oh, bit yeah. of a, there's a scandal afoot here because here's the thing. Last Sunday, doing game day blitz, Bucky Brooks was out on the couch with us. Now, MJD Ike and me were out there for seven and a half hours. We didn't, we didn't bellyache because we were watching football. It was a good time. Bucky Brooks got out there maybe 45 minutes in. What happened, Ike? Do an impression. <laughs> Here's the issue, though. He <laughs> denies that he fell asleep. He, he denies it. it. We're going to have to check the tape. Black Tie, make sure you track down that. Meantime, Black Tie gave us his candy rankings list either. Real quick, Ike, what's the best candy? The best candy? I don't eat candy. So I don't know. A lot well, of fun. You, you don't eat rankings. candy. What is that? As you saw my rankings, I don't do candy per se. It's more chocolate, right? So not chocolate. That's what candy is. That's I don't know. Candy. What do you well, think? You're yeah, fancy because like it's chocolate? Stuff. Jolly Ranchers. Some kind of chocolate? Jolly Ranchers, MJD, gets the correct answer. MJD, clearly you know what you're talking about. What candy fruit flavor most cr closely approximates the real fruit it is meant to represent? Ike Taylor. No, I got a question. Can I drink some coffee on your show? <laughs> no. no. Shame the devil if you, if you, uh, <laughs> you hydrate yourself. Did you, did you say I had to raise my hand? I don't want you to whine. I don't want you to be like Des Bryant getting all dehydrated on Sunday night. Watermelon tastes the most like actual watermelon. Which one is the word? Which one doesn't taste like the fruit? Orange. Hmm. What about no, the green apple? Orange doesn't taste like oranges. Orange candy doesn't taste like an orange piece of fruit? No, Not really. At all. It's like a tangy kind of taste. No, the correct answer is grape. Grape candies don't taste anything like grapes. No, no, they don't. They don't. But orange is the same way. See, we tend to do grape is called purple. Yeah. Or blue. We don't say great. We you say purple. Say, yeah, you say purple. Give me the purple one. I find it fascinating, too. Have you ever noticed that there are a lot of red fruits in the world? And right. so they, they decided somewhere way long ago before any of us were on the planet Earth, somebody decided, hey, sorry, raspberry, you got to bite the bullet. We got too many reds. You have to be blue raspberry. All candy, when it's raspberry, is blue. But right. raspberries are not blue. You know what? I, to me, and, and Ike, you tell me if you're wrong, because when I drink, when I used to drink the Kool-Aid, you know, it wasn't like, oh, let's get the cherry, the strawberries. Let me get the red one. Yeah. And they, it kind of puts all, all puts them all in the, in the one together. I know so what you mean. Right. Yeah. I, but I don't like the ra the raspberry Kool-Aid. All right, let's talk about I'm football. Tripping. Hey, for the first time in a dozen, fifteen, maybe twenty years, last weekend was the first weekend that you guys were free and clear of putting on the pads. How did it make you feel, MJD? Oh, was it sad? It. No, I, I was I was ecstatic. I didn't have to go through a grueling summer, a grueling training camp. Then I can just sit and watch football and talk football and not have to worry about someone yelling at me for doing something wrong, taking the wrong step. I was happy. Ike Taylor, if you're done drinking coffee, you can oh, answer the man. question as well. That's how I felt. <laughs> I felt just like that. Now, don't get it twisted. I still work out. I still like get my workout in, but... At the same time, man, like MJD said, man, I had no training camp to go to. Nobody saying, Ike, just yelling at me. 
I want to couch with y'all, man. We're watching. But football. not even. I get the training camp thing. Believe me, that would I, I would hate that too. But not even on game day, you didn't feel like, man. I'd I like to be out you. there. I promise you. I felt like I left everything out there. So when I made that decision, it was cool. Plus, I'm with MJD and him and I just like we bonded. Mm-hmm. Just That's like true. That. I was talking to MJD about that earlier today. Yeah. Who knew? Nobody you guys knew. a month ago didn't even know each nope. other. All you knew was button heads on the gridiron. Nope. Now you two, dear, dear friends. It's crazy, right? Yeah. What a month can do for you. Yes. It's wonderful. Full month. It's really wonderful. It's really wonderful. All right, let's talk about week one here, and now we'll go the other way. Rivalries, and I don't mean just the Chiefs and Texans. I predicted the Chiefs would go to this, will go to the Super Bowl this year, and I look pretty good a week in on that pick. We'll see on Thursday night how they do against uh, Peyton and company. But, Ike, we were talking about this. Do you feel like Justin Houston... Because J.J. Watt a year ago, people were talking, singing songs about him. Not just defensive player of the year. He's the MVP. He didn't even win the sack total. Justin Houston did. Do you feel Justin Houston, as a competitor, is thinking to himself, I'm going to show J.J. Watt, I'm going to show the world who the best pass rusher is. Y'all sleeping on me. That's how he feel. I mean, from just, but from position to position, you're always competitive. You know what I'm saying? So I always want to see who's the number one corner because I want to try to be the number one corner too. So between Houston, Houston, like, man, y'all giving J.J. Watt all these praise, but have y'all checked my stats lately? And Houston himself, like, they talk about J.J. Watt being a specimen. Houston himself is a grown man. He's a destroyer out He's there. He's a yeah. grown man. So he feel like every time I'm going to go against or every opportunity I have to go against a guy like J.J. Watt, I'm going to show out. MJD, you have anything like that? Oh, definitely. When, I, when we were running, when I was like in my groove, we were, it was myself, Arian Foster, and Chris Johnson all in the AFC South. Hmm. And, and, it, and it was like, okay, I'm playing against the Titans defense, but I have to outshine Chris Johnson. I'm playing against the Houston Texans, but I have to outshine Arian. And to be honest with you, it was like, who was going to get first team all AFC South? Because we had three pro bowlers right there. I mean, in the AFC we were the three cream of the crop, so we were all in the same division. So we went. I want. I want to say one year we went one, two, three in the Pro Bowl. It's crazy. You, it's three of y'all, three different styles of running. Mm-hmm. You got the Bruiser. You got somebody who's smooth and Arian Foster. You got somebody who's just all speed and CJ. All three of them guys in the AFC South. That had to be competitive. Oh man, had to. Arian Foster, by the way, too. You know the Jenga theory. It's not that players are going to get hurt, but if you lose the wrong piece. The whole thing, like Jenga, implodes. To me, Arian Foster is key to the Texans. They didn't look too good on Sunday. But one, he's on his way back sooner rather than later. And two, Ryan Mallett, Ike Taylor. What do you think about the Texans going forward? We've been talking about Ryan Mallett. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. just give the dude a chance. Like, we know what these second-tier, maybe third-tier quarterbacks bring to the table. They're good for one through four games, if if that. If not, they would have been the starter for their whole career. So with these young guys, man, at least let me see. Let me give a guy a full 16. Let me give him an opportunity to see what he can do with my team. Well, I think more than anything, when you look at Ryan Mallett, he came in last year, he beat the Cleveland Browns, he gets hurt, right? You go in this training People camp. forget that. Right, you That's go right. in this training camp, all this stuff, he oversleeps, all this nonsense. He comes out in what, the second half, third quarter, throws two touchdowns, brings you back in the game. 
and, and now we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I mean, this kid can play. You just got to give him a chance. And, and, and different people take coaching differently. Like, you can yell at some guys, and they can bounce back from it. Other guys, you yell at them, they cave in. You know, they're, they're quarterbacks. That's what I, I say that all the time. A coach, you know, I loved, uh, I went to Indiana University, so I liked Bob Knight. Right. But I could never play for Bob Knight. You you know, no. you, you know me well enough to know that if you yelled at me, I would just start to cry. That wouldn't work for me. You have to, you have to, you have to bump Damashek up. You have to boost his, his ego <laughs> for me to be effective. And, uh, yeah, Ryan Mallett, so what? So he took a nap after he lost the gig. Some guys are just, well, I lost we, the, right. the starting job. I'll show you. I think we all did that. Like, I, I've been late to a couple of meetings. You know what I'm saying? Not on, not on purpose, but on accident. But it just so happened he was late at the time they named him the second string starter. So now it looks kind of awkward. You know it would look saying? worse if they named him the starter, but he lost the gig. So, all right, yeah. I'm going to take a nap now. Well, I think the best thing is that he was third string, and then Savage gets hurt in the final preseason game, right? <laughs> so now he's he gets bumped up to second string, and now Hoyer looks like trash. Mm-hmm. Now, you know. Who was is- hardest to tackle? Arian Foster, Chris Johnson, MJD, Ike Taylor. I already gave the MJD story. Yes, like you did. yeah, I, I hit MJ, MJD at a good time. Like as soon as he turned <laughs> around and tried to catch the ball, I smacked him, and that smack wasn't a smack. That smack was a snow flurry. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> when I hit him, and I just slightly rolled off MJD, <laughs> and in my mind it was saying hell, but my body was like something is wrong with you trying to hit this guy. Who was the hardest hitting cornerback, MJD? Corner? Yeah, I really, I mean, Ike's the only one that really hit me up high, to be honest with you. A lot of those hmm. guys would go low. Now, the one guy that pissed me off more than anybody was Cortland Finnegan. <laughs> I did not like him a lot. That's the true, that's the, everybody feels that way about that guy, right? He just does extra stuff. Like, it wasn't even, I would be like coming down, he'd come diving and lay. Like, see, I respect Ike because you're going to hit me up high. Like, my, I'd have my back turn and Fred Smoot cut me. I had my back turn. Uh, D'Angelo Hall cut me. I'm like, listen, I'm not even looking at you. Just come hit me up top. Don't try to end my career. Now now that we're talking about it, that was stupid of me trying to hit this guy high. <laughs> but at the same time... Peer, it's almost impossible, too, peer, to hit him high. Peer, peer, oh. pressure, peer pressure is a mother. Like, when I'm on the field, peer pressure is at his all-time high. I'm going to do whatever you ask me to do. Yeah. I mean, legitimately, though, it must be hard to get low enough to really hit... Uh, no, I can, I can cut him, but I want to see what he was at up top, and I saw where he was at. He was he was uh, at his brute status. Test my test my my all season workouts. That's all I ask. You think you think Damashek can take you down? Now, Ooh. yeah, most likely. Sheck is checking. I'm not a t- I'm not yeah. See, Shek is Shek no, I'm a skill position guy. I'm not somebody. I'm not somebody to get in there and be hitting other guys. You know, every anyway. now and then you might have to though, Sheck. That's why you play you gotta offense. take one for the team. That's why you no. play offense. You I'll do like Joe Flacco did and trying to pretend tackle Aqib Tlaib on Sunday. Like, ah, I'm going to be in the ballpark, but I'm not actually going to well play kicker. Tony Romo. Uh, hey, Romo there's a guy number wears number 21 or wore number 21. He's in the Hall of Fame now. He played cornerback. He didn't like hitting anybody. Not at all. Yes. Well, he's all definitely right. in the Hall of Fame. Let's talk about the Seahawks and Rams next here. Pretty compelling stuff. I felt like the Rams... You know, I don't think anybody thinks the Rams are going to win the division, but if they have any chance of doing it, they had to beat Seattle in St. Louis. Ike Ike and I agree on a lot, but I don't see the Rams winning the division. Why? Yeah, well, listen, I don't buy, first of all, Jeff Fisher. He goes 8-8 almost every year. No, 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 no. Take Jeff Fisher out. Why? He's the coach. What do you mean, take him out? But he doesn't play the game. Nick Foles is fine. I don't think Nick Foles is like a... 
top 10 QB. Trey man. Mason now and Ty Gurley is out. Did you see what they did? I did see what they did. They and still I, put up points. That well, but Defense was super stout. That's the defense. That, yeah, the defense is awesome. Yeah, so the defense always been stout. What we said a couple of months ago, like, yep, you if did. Nick Foles can stay healthy, he has the weapons around him to be very productive if he can stay healthy. What I did tell you was that Tavon Austin was going to break out this year, and he had a good week one. In fact, oh. it was gangbusters, wasn't well, I, it? I think they put they moved him around finally. They're mm-hmm. doing things that fit that suits him. You know, he's not a down the threat, down deep kind of guy. He's short routes, get the ball to him quick, throw screens, put him at running back, hand the ball off to him, do different things like that. And, and like we said, tr- like you said, I trade Mason's out. You get Gurley back. I know it. That's what. That's what's going to be scary. Meantime, do you think Seattle, I mean, Marshawn Lynch had a pretty good day, but he wasn't dominant as he sometimes is. Is that more attributable to a weakened Seahawks O-line or the dominance of the Rams defensive front? I think it was both. I had to do with both. I mean, their O-line isn't that good. Then you're going against a front seven. The Rams, I mean, is one of the best in the league. The best, Ike? One of the best in the league. Well, who's the best, if not them? Maybe the Front Chiefs. Seven? Nobody ever talks about the no, Chiefs. The, the, the Chiefs, and we're going to see the Vikings. Oh, I and like what about Vikings. also in another one, the Bills? That's the one I told everybody. I said, maybe they make the playoffs, the, the Broncos, but it will not be on 18's arm. Oh, no. It'll be on that do- defense. And you saw it on Sunday. They got after Flacco with the game right. on the line, them driving. When they unleashed Shane Ray... Von Miller and the Marcus Ware, what are you possibly going to do? If the Broncos get a lead on you and they're in the fourth quarter, that, they're going to unleash the hounds. Well, I think when you're in that two-minute situation, that's the worst. That, that's what the Ravens were in. I mean, Joe Flacco's trying to sit back there. Guys are grabbing at him. He's getting yeah. mm-hmm. pulled. And then you got Von Miller coming off one side. Then you got uh, DeMarcus Ware up the middle. Mm-hmm. And then Shane Ray. And then Tlaib. He won me my fantasy league. My game is but uh, but you know what I was right about that I said man, people laugh but I said this and they're not going to be a lot of points scored just because you expect uh, you Peyton to put a, put a lot you up there there were no that. defensive touch I were no offensive touchdowns you the whole game there were two pick sixes uh, you know and that, that those are the only touchdowns in the game next up Sunday night football Giants and Cowboys it was crazy stuff there have you ever seen well not ever seen actually Ike. You're a Steeler guy, and people charge Tomlin with that for all of his greatness in over what is it now? Eight years, nine, nine. years, nine. This is his ninth year, right? He's done a lot of good things, but game management, two-minute uh, offense, and all that, managing the clock. He's not great at that, but it seems like that's an epidemic with head coaches and QBs around the NFL. What gives here? If you're going to say a weakness of Coach T, you would say that. You know it really saying? is true for just about every team, almost. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't know if it's the communication part. I don't know if it's the, um, okay, what personnel should we bring in? I don't know if the guy upstairs on the sideline can actually see the personnel. Really, it has a lot to do with the other team's personnel. So the other team's personnel going to dictate what I'm running on offense or defense. So when they can't communicate fast enough and the clock is running, especially on a, a no-huddle or a two-minute situation, it's tough. Yeah, but those guys, you know what they don't, what, what it does undermine, you do get the sense, if you listen to football guys, when you hear the coaches and QBs after the game, they love to get up at the podium and say, you're fans, you don't understand, you think you understand, but you don't understand. But there's a lot of panic out there. Eli oh. Manning has two Super Bowls against the Patriots, no less. That was straight up panic, right? They're not aware at all. How, how could you, by the way, they turn the mic off in your helmet once the ball is snapped, right? It, no. It's like with like 20, 15 seconds left or something. Yeah, 15 seconds left on the clock. Because if it I were the coach, they're throwing a, to, to kneel down. Who, what, nobody, do you think Coughlin, do you think anybody <laughs> said to Eli, 
under no circumstances should you throw that ball unless the guy's wide well, open. Why would he did throw? You, why would he? Did you see what uh, Rashad Jennings said? No, I didn't see. He said wow. that they told him not to. They score. They told him not to score. Really? Oh, oh first I and second down. That. They told him don't score. He said he wanted to so bad, but he wanted to take one for the team. And he had to be a team. Don't guy. score. That would have made it a double digit. I mean, it would have made it a two-score game. But they was looking game. at the clock, so they figured, man, at least run the ball, let the clock run a little bit. Run the ball on second down, let the clock run a little bit. But little did they know, Tony Romo is the comeback kid since 2006. You know what's interesting, I though? I said that the other night too. I, 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 I just him and I was out. We went out to eat. And I just said, I said, man, they sleeping on Romo, man. He I must, I must have been busy. He is the comeback kid in his fourth quarter. And the dude <laughs> just put it on the headline like 2006, 2006, Tony Romo fourth quarter has been leading the NFL in the comebacks. What you was doing since you said he was busy? Did, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm guessing <laughs> I was. Or <laughs> maybe my, maybe my <laughs> cell phone <laughs> died. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you tried to call my cell phone back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you guys get sushi? What'd you do? See a movie? No, we went to Boar and watched the game at Boar's. I, li- I like doing that. It's kind of <laughs> Come here. We're we going we to go to dinner tonight. I, I, can't, I can't do things if I don't know that they're happening. I, I'm just I letting you know. It. Tonight, invite. Black tie right and I now. have plans. Black tie and her. No, we don't. Black tie and I. <laughs> Black tie and I are no, going to go out and play miniature golf and have a milkshake. Black tie just said, no, knows? you don't. Snitching. <laughs> <laughs> At all um, time high. <laughs> I didn't know about that with Rashard Jennings. Maybe that was informed, though, by Tom Coughlin having watched the Steelers and Colts play in the Ot Five playoffs when the when Jerome Bettis fumbled that ball. I, I remember at the time thinking, remember that after you guys sack Peyton Manning on right, fourth down, right. and it's like, well, the game should be over here. The Steelers now, though, should they just take a knee here and run the clock out, or should they try to put the game away with a Bettis touchdown? They ran it, Bettis fumbled it, and you guys almost lost. I can the see game. that, but I'm gonna take my chances with the two point, me with a two score lead gotcha. all day. Th- that means they have to score. I'm not gonna be passive in that situation. Now I'm sending the wrong message. I, I think. I agree. I, I agree. To with be honest, I just crazy. feel like when you get in the, if you don't have a, a personality in that situation. That's when you get chaos, right? Correct. So you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm gonna be aggressive every time. Look, we're going for the score. Yep. We're gonna win and lose by trying to run up the score. Point blank. You get a pick. Uh, let's go back to Green Bay and uh, Seattle last year in the NFC Championship game. Pepper's telling the guy to slide. Just go clearly run and score a touchdown. The game exactly and now, right. now it's out of reach. That's right. You start yeah, yeah half speed. That's when you get yeah, hurt. That's, that's what right. they always say there. Who gets dehydrated, by the way? What, was, was that weird that Man, Des Bryant got dehydrated? A lot of guys really mm-hmm. getting dehydrated throughout the game. I haven't broken. Got to get an IV in the morning. Got to get the IV. I don't in the morning. even remember when. Um, all right, next up, Jameis versus Marcus Mariota. This is one I missed on because I said, well, I mean, listen, they still have We're a still few more early. games left to right. play. Winston did not look great. Mariota did. MJD, what stood out to you? I about think this Tampa one? was just so vanilla on defense. It was unbelievable. They ran cover two the whole time, you know, and so what happened was they just did a whole bunch of play action, um, play action fake, threw it over the middle, big old holes when the linebackers step up, safeties are missing just tackles. Dump it over yeah, their head, I mean, yeah. I want to say Mariota didn't throw the ball over 15 to 20 yards the whole game. See, yeah. I thought it was going to be vice versa. I thought, you know, Winston was going to have that game and Mariota was going to struggle Me like too, Winston. Right. But obviously, it wasn't the case. You know, four, four touchdowns in, in the first half. But, man, the man has shown over the preseason. Like, he's progressed throughout the preseason, man. So, he, 
I still he's, don't. He's I, been a player. My concern is I still haven't heard Marcus Mariota's voice. He just said, "I like I don't even know that he well, that he speaks." The he worst seems, thing for me was Jameis Winston's offensive line is horrendous. Yeah, it it's is. bad. They were getting beat. It is like a drum. Yes, like but, a but, drum. Beat but like a drum. That yeah. D line from that D line from Tennessee though isn't that bad either. No, you know what I'm saying. Did you guys go see a band when you guys were out at night? Did you guys like go see some music or anything? No, we eat, then we go home. That's it. You I like, come, come, I like to come eat food. I like to eat food. That's one of my passions. It's everyone. We call that fraternization. Yeah, I, I call it the same thing. But you said you and Black Tie got something going on. No, uh, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Black Tie's a creep. All right, now listen. One more thing. Uh, but Well, actually, I want to talk about Peyton first. I, for two years, I've said, Peyton Manning, I'm not, it's no disrespect. He's great. Uh-huh. I don't even say he's a choker. I'm not saying he's a choker. Tony Romo has choked because he's a human being, and he hears the noise and all this stuff. Well, if you're the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, there's more pressure. I don't care what it is. He feels pressure, and you can see that it's uh, as recently as a year ago that you could feel like, I oh, come on, come through here, man. Right. Do it. Like in the Detroit game in the playoffs last year, you could feel that was a weight off his shoulders. Nonetheless, he does pull off a lot of comebacks. Peyton's problem isn't that he chokes. It's just that his style of play doesn't lend itself to success against good defenses, which are what you see in January. However, now, he it's not a matter of that. He just, his arm looks shot. Yes or no, Ike? I know you, because you defend Peyton because of his brain. You love his brain. You talk about that all the time. No, nah, but we got to be You should real. take Peyton's <clears throat> brain out for dinner. No, nah, <laughs> chess match-wise, nobody really is going to you know, out chess match, Peyton Manning. But at the same time, man, he's still in this new offense. You got to give the man a, a, a fair shot. He's in his Kubiak offense. So, I mean, his his offensive line yesterday, too, didn't look too hot. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He was ducking and sliding a lot, too. I mean, granted. He was taking shots. Yeah, yeah. granted, granted to uh, the Baltimore Ravens defense, but he, he was, he really didn't have time to set and plant his feet a lot that game. I agree. How bad was? Uh, how bad is the loss of Terrell Suggs? Are they doomed? That defense? Or they will they be just fine? No, nah, they're doomed. They're they're not doomed. And the reason why I'm gonna say that is because Ozzie Newsom. Like mm-hmm. we can say what we want to say. The man been knowing how to draft. He's been having Hall of Fame guys and 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 Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. He just gets football. He knows his personnel. He knows what he's like. So it's the next man up. How we said in Pittsburgh, he got that same formula. With the right Ravens. I'll tell you what, Haloti Nod is going to go to the Hall of Fame, I think. Yeah. But if he does, so should Casey Hampton. Just giving a shout out they're to the Black on, and Gold. Sleeping on Casey. I mean, the dominant piece. You you can just watch. Oh, you I can remember. Watch yeah. the trajectory of that Steelers defense before Casey Hampton. When they exactly. draft him out of Texas, they drop yeah. him in there immediately. Dominant. Yep. He walks away. The next day, that defense can't stop the run. What's going on here? Right. What's the wonder what what the change there? But Nod is the same thing. And Ed Reed's going to go, and Terrell yeah. Suggs might go, too. That's four Hall of Fame. I hate to say it. T-Suggs going. I mean, we can say what we want to say. We can talk about whatever we want to talk about, the unhandsomeness or whatever. <laughs> the man is going. Uh, the man can play ball. <laughs> I, I, I guess my thing with Peyton that shocked me more than anything this weekend was that he was overthrowing guys. He never does that. It yeah. was like he's trying too hard. It's like, like you said, his arm is shot, so he's putting everything he has right. into it, and you're overthrowing guys who are running, you know, Two, three steps in front of the DB. Right. Like, that's not the Peyton that I knew. The one that I went against. What happened to the guy I went against that was picking people apart? Putting it on the money. Because mm-hmm. I would have loved to play against this one. <laughs> we would have went to the playoffs more. 
It's more matchups for me. What I think would pay to anything, as far as like defensive wise. Well, he's got a tough one coming up now with Another the Chiefs on one. Thursday night. Last thing is, <clears throat> Matt Damon, aka Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. You've seen the Bourne idea, right? Right. Anything, right. He says that he could beat up his friend Ben Affleck's Batman, The Dark Knight. Do you think Jason Bourne could beat Batman in a fight? MJD, I start with you. Yeah, because he's chemically enhanced. Hmm. Yeah, but, you know, Batman has on the, the getup. And but, How but would he, you beat that? But, yeah, but, I mean, that guy is... Like... His, his, his pain tolerance, we're talking about Bourne, his pain tolerance is high. Don't get me wrong, Batman is Batman. Mm-hmm. I mess with Batman, but I love Joker because his pain tolerance <laughs> is all the way high, too. I but s- I would see Matt Damon, Jason Bourne, beating Batman all day. I'll long. do you one better. I We talked about this a couple months ago. I feel the Jason Bourne. If you had all the humans, not I don't mean the not Superman right. who's made of steel and everything. If you had all the human beings from movies have a fight, Jason Bourne would beat everybody. Yeah. He'd beat them all. Mate, you know who'd be in second even, place? Even the Joker? Do you do you see the Joker? the Joker? You see the Joker pain tolerance? I think, right. tr- I think but you got to remember, Batman. you got to remember they were taking the pills in there, and the pills like gave him the sense, the super sense. Beatrix yeah. Kiddo. AKA from we, Kill Bill, uh, Uma Thurman from we, Kill we're talking Bill. About she just, would be up there too. We're talking about just straight, just natural. Just fight. Just natural. Joker all day. No Joker. Chemi- no chemical enhancement or nothing. Just straight up. Just straight up. How about Joker James Bond? How would he Bond, do? He got a lot of gadgets and stuff, he's too man. Too smooth, yeah. man. Like, he don't talk How about this? No guns. That's the only rule. Straight. You can't have guns, but you can have your weapon. So Uma Thurman, Beatrix Kiddo, sword? can have the sword. What about what about Alicia Keys on? Uh, what was the movie? What? The movie when they Alicia were in Tahoe. Alicia Keys. Um, in Tahoe. Um, and they were trying to um, rob the casino. What's the name? Black Tie, what is it? Black Tie doesn't you see any movies. Um, Alicia Keys. Smoking Aces. Smoking Aces. Oh, Smoking Aces. Aces. There we go. All Black Tie is no help. Alicia Keys had this. She was the one that was... <laughs> Jason Bourne would kill Alicia no, Keys. No I don't way. even know what Alicia no Keys looks like. Where did he kill Smoking Aces for? The Joker would... All right, listen, he's also what? So he's handy with a knife. He's going to handle Jason. His pain tolerance is super Jason Bourne kills people with books, and they're killers. He punches eight people in an elevator, and she's hot. You know what? I don't even know what to to say. You know who I would think is is Cal Drogo from Game of Thrones. Ah. But the irony of him is he got a little nick on his chest, and it killed him. So he's out. How about the mountain? How about the mountain is who back. smashed the eyeballs out of the viper? I cannot believe y'all sleeping on my joke. Spoiler alert, joke. No, that's not even the worst one. How about how about Jon Snow killing the White Walker with the dragon glass? That was pretty good too. You don't watch Game of Thrones, huh? No, I don't. Why we didn't put the greatest greatest of all time? And this dude is a legend. Who? The Joker? No, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee uh, ain't here though. But Bruce Lee was no, the coldest. No, but we're talking no, Enter the Dragon. Bruce you Lee. Bruce Lee. Would have been Pound for pound. I don't know if you can say that on here, but he was. Oh, yeah. Guy. Look behind the glass. <laughs> Look at the serendipity. Look who's working behind the glass oh, today. Oh, it's the Dark Knight himself. The Dark Knight is in the building. Look at that. That's a grown man wearing <laughs> that's that. That's a grown man. He's an adult, that's and that's what he wears to work. A grown man with a baby mind. That's going to be Jason Bourne? Come on. That's what I'm trying to say. Bruce Lee will dispatch that. I hear you though, like that's a good that's a good one. Bruce Lee is, is naturally, uh, yeah, yeah. That's just, a pretty just straight off a of tea. He be, the all they do is drink tea all day. Did you guys <laughs> see John Wick? No, that's a good movie too. All right, Black Tie. All right, Black Tie always has to ruin our. Yeah, always debuing us. MJD. 
Ike Taylor. We'll get back together yes. next Sunday. We'll watch football all day as we usually do. It's NFL now. Game day blitz. We'll be out there. Bucky Brooks will be there, but he'll take a nap. So gotcha. he, but he, he won't no have question. much to say. No question. But it, we'll have a good time again, right? <laughs> Definitely. Steelers and 49ers is what we're going to watch on the big screen. All right. There they are. Make sure you watch them on NFL Now. Nobody funnier out here talking about football than these two fellas. And maybe you'll see them in a restaurant around Los Angeles. Go up and say hi. But leave them alone. It's just the two of them. Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.